Hashem, the Pesach says, Hashem spoke to Moshe in the Midbar Sinai, in the desert, Sinai Desert, the second year, the second year when after they left Mitzrayim, during the first month, meaning Nisan, Nisan, one year after they left Mitzrayim, Lamer saying to him, and this, uh, this Pasha talks about this is the introduction to Hashem commanding for the Korban Pesach which was brought the year after the Yidin left Mitzrayim the Pasha of Pesach Sheni and its continuation it goes into what should you do if somebody is Tomei when he brings the Korban Pesach when the Korban Pesach is meant to be brought and Hashem gave the mitzvah of Pesach Sheni that it's delayed for a month for Tezvav year Rashi quotes the words the first month explains the parsha at the beginning of Bamidbar that parsha as the Pasuk over there tells us was said in the month of Ir the second month of the second year when they went out of Mitzrayim and this parsha, which comes three parshas later, Bamidbar Nase and Baaloizcha, is talking something that Hashem, is talking about something that Hashem said in the in Nisan of that second year. So, in other words, this parsha really comes before the parsha that was said at the beginning of the Chumash Bamidbar. Lamadatov. From here we learn that there is no order of what comes first and what comes last. In other words, there is no chronological order to what is told in the in the Torah. Not necessarily. Of course, most of it is, but some things are written out of the chronological order. From here you see it. as will be elaborated on more a little later in the Sikha. So we have to understand this idea that there is no chronological order to the Torah. In other words, it's not fixed that it has to be in a chronological order. We know this already from earlier parshas. We've already come across it and seen it in a number of psukim before this pasuk. As Rashi explains it also in his commentary in those places, like in the Eshter Sedra, and he in fact he explains it, he tells us about this right in the first, very first Sedra Bereshis of Bereshit Besayf at the end of the Sedra. In Pasuk, he says in regards to the Pasuk, Layodun Ruchi Ba'adam, Bahayyamav Meyav Esim Shana where Hashem says that uh, he limited the life of man to be 120 years and as, as over there he says it Rashi points out the anomaly that uh, the, this is already talking about the Mabu but the, it, uh, it only relates afterwards that Noach had children and that's when Hashem uh, that's when people became corrupt and Hashem decreed that there should be a mabul, but this seems to be before that. So he tells us, "Ain say the muktum amuch, ain muktum There is no, not necessarily a chronological order to the Torah. No, as well as a number of times after that, 
Um, for instance, uh, it relates that Yitzchak passed away long before the narrative of the story gets to the point where Yitzchak passed away. And other places as well. Nochmer, even more so. The Prat Gufa, this detail itself, the Shini Asedah from the Parshish Sefer, the fact that the order is, this is out of order in comparison to the parsha that's written at the beginning of Bamidbar, because it was a month earlier. We know the fact that it's out of order. We know it from the previous Seder. Karbonus and Nesim, where it relates about the Karbonus of the Nesim, where it's, the Pasuk specifies when exactly those Karbonus were brought, which was the day that Moshe finished putting up, building the Mishkan. Which is well known, the Pasuk that, uh, that it was on Rosh Nisan. Is Lamada to the Fun, so we know from there that that there is no order to it even in regards to this particular detail in other words we know it not just in general that even in regards to this very um, the the uh, that we're talking about over here that it was and we know already that there is things which were said out of order because the parsha that begins with was set on Rosh In the next parsha where it talks about the Karbanos and which was on Rosh Nisan, so we know already in regards to that that it's out of order. So it's not unochmer in them. is Rashi In fact, Rashi doesn't note it at all. He doesn't tell it to us. So we know the fact that there is an, that these two parshas are not these two but that the parsha at the beginning of Bamidbar and the parsha in Nosei are written out of order and Rashi doesn't mention anything about it over here he mentions that it's out of order something which and that we learn it from here so how do we we already know that this is out of order so how do we learn it from here in the Zelba Sedra, and we find it even earlier <coughs> in the same Sedra that they sent out of the Machna, out of the, the camp where the Yidin lived, all those people that were Tomei. So Rashi is Mefarish, Rashi explains there, that Parsha, that all the Tmeim, all the people that were ritually impure, have to be sent out of the Machna was also said on the day that the Mishkan was put up, which means Rosh Nisan, and it's written after the beginning of Parshava Midbar, where it talks about what happened in Rosh year. So we know many, many instances of Ein Mukta Mabucha In fact, even in this chronological uh, anomaly, where it's written out of order, even in regards to this, we know it from before already. Is Vizak Rashi Lamadata? How could Rashi say over here that we learn it from here, duh, from this case? As the that there is no order to the what comes first and what comes later in the Torah. How could Rashi say that we learn it here from the Parsha Ba'al Beis. 
the beer so to explain it the chiddush da is she'en seder muktemumbochavatayra what Rashi adds here what's unique about this particular instance is that Rashi and Rashi adds the word ein seder there is no order to what comes first and what comes later Rashi never mentioned this word ein seder muktemumbochar he always said ein muktemumbochavatayra so what does he mean to add by ain't say that there is no order to what comes first and what comes later? That's what he's being machadish over. That's what's new and novel about this case. What does it mean? The editor free of Rashi and all those other places where Rashi says the fact that there is no chronological order is parshim or it talks about a certain parsha when it was said or a certain event that happened like by Yitzchak passed away or that Hashem related a certain mitzvah at a certain time and it seems out of chronological order which is written not in the chronological order in which it happened that's what Rashi already covered in Difaun is Nishtaza Kasha Dushinyase, that in those cases it's not such a earth shaking question, why is it written out of order? It's simply because Taira is not to be seen as a uh, a narrative, a historical narrative which should be written in the order in which it happened. That's not what the Taira is. But the Tzel Tseda Amarois and the Zman Benyedet it's not, the Torah doesn't commit itself to tell you the events in the order in which they happen or to s- relate the mitzvah in the exact moment that it was said rather than later or earlier. So Rashi in the Allah so what does Rashi set out to do in all those places where he tells us that there is no order? The only thing that he wants to make sure is it's not that he's answering the question how come it's written out of order? It's not a question. The Torah never committed itself to write in order. So what is he trying to say then? Amazon can us he wants to make sure that we don't make the mistake to say in Zmana Ma'ura or in Zmana He just wants to point out that you should know that this is out of order not answering why is it out of order. Just pointing out that this is not an, uh, in written in the place where it w- happened. Just so we know the information and we don't make the mistake to think that this is the chronological order in which it happened. Then does his negate And when does he point it out? When somehow it relates to understanding the or the psukim and what the psukim are saying either there or some other place where, it, where it's important to know what the correct order is and that we shouldn't make a mistake to think that it happened in a different order so he points it out this is not where it happened and the reason is because the Torah is not committed to relate things in the order in the chronological order Alpizeh is moving so based on this principle we can understand why Rashi didn't tell us about this very incident earlier where already the Torah said that on the day that Moshe finished putting up the Mishkan which was and that's when the Nesim brought their <coughs> their Karbonus so over there he should have pointed out that this was after the first Pasuk Midbar 
or when the mitzvah comes that they should send out all the tmeim from the camp, all the ritually impure from the camp, which also came after, or sorry, before the Rishchidosh Iyar, which is the beginning of the Parsha Mamidbar. So he doesn't say over there, why? Then the Parsha is Gizogevorn, because Rashi already pointed out when exactly that Parsha was said. So therefore, we already know the order, and he doesn't have to point out, here is another example of this particular thing happening not in their order. We know already what the order is. These things happen in Rishchidosh Nisan, which came after the beginning of the parasha, but it doesn't have to point it out. Over here it says, clearly it was the day that Moshe put up the Mishkan, which we already no, which Rashi already explained that it was a Rishchidosh Nisan. But Parsha Vishalchem and Amachne is Rashi Mefarish Parsha Zunemer Beimshulkem Amishkan Canal. And we're ta- Rashi already pointed out that the day that they sent everybody out of the Machna, that the Tmei out of the Machna was also on the day that the, the Mishkan was put up. And since we know when that is, so there's no need for Rashi to point out a Mugdam Mochamatayr in regards to this, because we're not going to make the mistake of attributing it to the wrong time. We know when each thing happened. So there's no need for him to explain it. But when it comes to this Pasuk, Zetman, as the Pasuk Kumt Madgizayn, them say there is man for the Tzivuim, In this Pasuk, we see that the Torah makes an issue of when it happened. Uh, both in our parsha, but the Torah actually spells out when exactly it was said. The second year in the Reish of the first uh, in the, during the first month, also at the beginning of parsha of said Bamidbar Bamidbar, where it says Vaydabar and he says, when did that happen? On the first of the second month, which means the first of the year, on, in the second year when they went out of Mitzrayim. So the Pasuk itself makes an issue of telling us when it happened. Points out when it happened. And even though the Torah made an issue of telling us when it happened, which would lead you to think that it's, it's important to the Torah that things are said in the order, because it told you the order, told you when it happened. Even so, stay in the parshas. Still, if you compare the two parshas, they're written in the opposite order of when they happen. So, if the Torah wants to point out when they happen, why does he write it in the in the opposite order of when it actually happened? If the Torah was just simply telling us a story and doesn't make an issue of when it happened. And it happens to be out of order. So it's out of order. But if the Torah makes the attempt to point out when it happened, in both cases, and then we find that it was written in the opposite order of when it happened. So that already seems different than all the other places in which ain't muktum So that's why Rashi explains that this particular case teaches over here we learn a new idea as that even when the Torah is t- pointing out 
the order of things, the date of when it happened, even there you don't, it doesn't have to be in the chronological order. Even when the Torah points out, emphasizes the time and when it happened, that it would seem if the Torah points out the time, it would make it seem as if the Torah wants it to be to be understood as being in order, in some sort of an order. Can even then we see from here that even when the Torah does point out the order of things, even then it could be out of chronological order, and it can relate, telling you the date of the later event and tell it to you earlier, and the date of the earlier event he tells you later. Gimel is Rashi Mamshich. Rashi continues why didn't he start so now he explains why wasn't why is it written out of chronological order why didn't he begin with this story of the Pesach the Pesach of the second year in the Pesach Sheni because it speaks less than in a less than complimentary way about the Yidin what is it that's so uncomplimentary? Because all the 40 years that the Yidin were in the Midbar, the only carbon Pesach that they brought was this one. They never brought a carbon Pesach after that for the next 39 years. So that's something which is somehow not complimentary of the Yidin. If you look at this on the surface, it doesn't seem to, to add up. Since we already know from here, we learn that there is no order to the Torah. Then what's the question? Why didn't he begin with this story? He already explained that it's not necessary to say things in the order in which they happen. So why does he have to give a reason why he didn't start with this one? The rule is you don't have to. It doesn't have to be in order. in the fun and we see it in the. Where does Rashi take this from? In the Gemara, he takes it from the Gemara. What does it say there? As noch dem the Gemara After the Gemara concludes, From here we see that there is no chronological order in the Torah. Is the Gemara nishmevardem fam favas the Torah heips nishdan midem parsha. The Gemara, which points out that it's out of order, doesn't give a reason why it's written out of order. It just simply states that there is not, it's not necessary that it should be written in order. The Sifri also doesn't give a reason why it's written out of order. So why does Rashi need to give a reason why it's written out of order? It should, should be enough. It's not necessary to be written in order. The Pashtas what we can't enter Perhaps we could uh, simply answer as Rashi is medayik b'loshoyne l'madaton nishvi and sifri l'lamdecha. Rashi says you learned from here, not as the sifri says it is to teach you. Thus, haste. What's the? Why does Rashi change it? What he's pointing out is as leiten sifri had the mishtayra mishanigavendem say the kedei unsulernen l'lamdecha. According to the sifri, the reason the Torah puts it out of order is to make the point that it doesn't have to be in order it's to teach you the reason it's out of order is to teach us this principle that it doesn't have to be in order 
But Rashi doesn't say it's in order to teach you. Rashi says that from this we learn. In other words, it's a byproduct. It's not why the Torah set out to do it in a different order. In order to teach you that principle, it's just something that we happen to learn from the way it's written. In other words, that it's not that this is the reason why the Torah changed the reason the order, according to Sifri, this is the reason that the Torah changed the order to teach us this principle so then he doesn't have to give another reason he's already given a reason but Rashi doesn't accept that he says that from this we learn that this, that uh, there doesn't have to be an order as fundem learnen mira rois as ain't say the muktan Rashi just simply says that that's how we know that but that's not the reason why the Torah wrote it out of order is the river so therefore Rashi is back to the question so then the question is why indeed didn't he start with this story which comes chronologically before the other story because as is well known is that wherever there is a case of something being, writ- being written out of chronological order there is a reason why the Torah writes something out of the chronological order why does he write it out of order that still needs to be answered even though it's not necessary necessarily that it's has to be that the way it's written is the order in which it happened but if it's written out of order, there must be a reason why it's written out of order. So that's what Rashi wants to know. Why is it written out of order? And that's why he answers that it's Gnusam Shal Yisrael. That's why he gives his answer. As is Abanachalsnishglatik, but still we need to understand. Lafize is the Shaila, because according to this the question shouldn't be not Lama Loi Pasach Bazu. The question should be why didn't he start with this story? The question should be, why did the Torah write it out of order? Not, why didn't he start the Sefer Bamidbar with this story? He should say, why did he write it out of order? And number two, why did he, or you could say, why does that Parsha come before this Parsha? So therefore Rashi should have asked, he shouldn't have said, why didn't he start with this story, or start of Chumash with this story, nor rather his, his question should be, the question is, why did he change the order of how it happened, and to start the, the Sefer with that story which happened later, that's the question, not why didn't he start with this Parsha, also we have to understand the Loshim from Rashi's Kasha Vlomele Posach. The the very the very wording, why didn't he open the Sefer with this story? Is Nishlamalahikdim. And he doesn't say simply, why didn't he put this one first? So it seems that he's point he's making an issue of why does it start with that story and not with this story? Dalit. We also have to understand another thing. The Teretz from Rashi, we have to understand the, the answer. What is the answer that Rashi gives? Because it's not complimentary for the Jewish people. 
that all the 40 years they only brought this one carbon Pesach what exactly about that is not complimentary Rashi already explained earlier that the Torah made the mitzvah of the carbon Pesach conditional on when they come to Eretz Yisrael that's when the carbon Pesach kicks in when they didn't come to Eretz Yisrael and they were not obligated to make in the Midbar only one carbon Pesach which they brought on the second, in the second year the one that we're talking about now which was specifically said, told to them by Hashem this year you're going to make a carbon Pesach but otherwise you're going to wait until you get into Eretz Yisrael thus haste which means that the condition of bringing the carbon Pesach was when you get to Eretz Yisrael that's how Hashem wanted it so what's not complimentary about that? and therefore it comes out that the bringing a carbon Pesach in the Midbar besides for the, very, the first time is given also that would have been prohibited for them to bring a carbon Pesach if they if they're not supposed to you can't just bring a carbon that you're not supposed to bring. You're not allowed to bring a carbon on Mizbeach which Hashem did not tell you to make. So you can't just bring a carbon because you decided that you would like to. Well, we know what happened with the sons of Aaron as the Pasuk points out. And the fact that this first one, the one that was in the in the, the second year when they came out of Mitzrayim, in other words, the first anniversary of Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim, that was specifically commanded. But otherwise, they were not told to do that. They were told to wait until they get to Hetzis Roll. So what did they do wrong? What's, what's the problem? So Taisus and also some of the commentaries on Rashi explain the Hainu Gnusam that in fact is the what is not complimentary about it. The fact that it took forty years until they got into Yisrael, and this was by the fault of the Yidden in the in response to the story of the Maraglim. So that in itself, the fact that it took forty years until they would again bring a carbon Pesach that's what's not complimentary about it as Zavashver but it's difficult to say that that's what it means that that's the simple understanding as Rashi explains things because Varum number one in unser parsha from Pesach in this parsha which talks about the carbon Pesach it doesn't mention anything about what will happen eventually later in time that the Maraglim would commit their sin and the Yidim would join and therefore that they, they, they're going to delay going into Yisrael all those years. It's not written over here. In fact, in our Pasha, what does it say? Moshe said, "We are going. We're continuing to travel to the place, meaning to Eretz Yisrael." Rashi, Rashi explains in regards to what Moshe said. Miyad ad gimel yomim on the was saying, "In three days we will be going to, into Eretz Yisrael." 
that in this very first trip they were it was supposed to be that they were going to go all the way to Eretz and enter Eretz Yisrael so in this parsha, at which time it was still the plan that the Yidna are going to go to Eretz immediately so it doesn't talk anything about the uncomplimentary about the Yidna Everything is fine. They're going to bring a carbon Pesach and they're going into Eretz Yisrael. Number two, another question. This is the main question. Lefizeh is number one, according to this pshat, that the Ignus, what's uncomplimentary, is because they're, it's going to delay. They're going to be delayed 40 years. So number one, the Gnus in them, was nishtau, lekonos Yisrael, and mem shana, is nishda Pesach. It has nothing to do with the bringing of the carbon Pesach, why they were delayed from going into Eretz Yisrael. So why is this story uncomplimentary? It would seem as if something in the carbon Pesach seems uncomplimentary. This story is not uncomplimentary at all. It's something totally unrelated. Number two, and you're going to consider this as not uh, uncomplimentary to the Yidin that they didn't get to bring a Korban Pesach for 40 years until they got into Eretz Yisrael, is the Shaykh Nishbleitz the Korban Pesach, then this is not related to Korban Pesach at all. It's not only something connected to Korban Pesach, nor to Allah Mitzvah Zainatluyuz Beretz Beknisalaretz. This would have to be said about every single mitzvah that the Yidin got, in which Hashem said that they will do it when they get to Eretz Yisrael. Each one of those should now be considered uncomplimentary because they're not going to get to do it for 40 years so therefore it doesn't make sense to attribute this or to relate this fact that it's uncomplimentary specifically to the mitzvah of Karim Pesach it pertains to every mitzvah that is connected to being in Eretz Yisrael which there are many so why is this one the one that's uncomplimentary and to the and it's even more so. Mergnus is in the Allah under mitzvahs from them sug. It would be more uncomplimentary all the other mitzvahs of this category, meaning the ones that you have to wait till you get to Yisrael to do them. Because all those mitzvahs, like let's say Truma and Meiser and all those other mitzvahs that happen only in Yisrael they never did it once in the Midbar at Karm Pesach at least they did once in the Midbar so why is this one the one that's considered to be uncomplimentary hey so we'll understand all this by first explaining what Rashi Zokt that which Rashi says he didn't begin meaning begin midbar with this mitzvah with this parsha because it's uncomplimentary we have to understand about that another thing if the Torah is shy about telling us something which is uncomplimentary to the Yidna that's why he doesn't want to start with this one so then why is it bringing it up at all if the Torah is shy about telling us uncomplimentary things about the, about the Yidden, so why does he tell it to us? Why does he make an, Why does he tell us this whole thing? Is the fun moving? So therefore, it's understood. 
as the ikik paid the bayis when he gave the parsha shabrisa sefer. That it's not that the Torah never speaks uncomplimentary things about the yidden. It's that the beginning of the sefer should not talk about uncomplimentary things about the yidden. Because the beginning of a sefer or some other, the beginning of anything, always has to be the opening statement should always be, or the opening parsha should always be something complimentary about something the fact that relates the love that Hashem has to the yidden. So it's about the beginning of the sefer. That's what the issue is. As we in fact find. As the psicha from Yedin Sefer from the Gimel Svarim Shabbatayda, that the beginning of every one of the three Svarim in the Torah, in Velchas Retzach Vegn Yidin, in which it talks about the Yidin, so Pasha in Chumash Bereshis doesn't yet talk about the Jewish people as a as a as a nation. But the other, the next three, Shmoiz Vayikra and Bamidbar, each one of them, in which it's already talking about the Yidin, and then of course Dvarim is talking about which Moshe said, so that's a different category, but the Shmois Vayikram Bamid, but each one of them is Mitan Inyan Shochibafun Yidin. Every one of those Svarim begins with something that shows Hashem's love for the Yidin. Virashi is Mefarish and Daschalofin Yedda Sefer. As Rashi explains at the beginning of each Sefer, Ve'ela Shmois, by Shmois he says, Lahidiachibasam that he, it's in order to tell us the love that Hashem has for the Yidden, that He counts them all the time. Vayikra el Moshe. What does Rashi say about Hashem called out to Moshe? So he asks the question, why does He say He called out to Moshe? And everywhere else it just says, He said to Moshe, so and so. Not that He called out to Moshe. Why does He say it here? Why does He say it? to tell you that every time Hashem spoke to Moshe every time he had something to say to him every mitzvah that he wanted to give him first he called out to him and that is a sign of love that he doesn't just begin with the story but there he calls out sort of like an introductory uh, an introduction and then he begins to say what he wants to say why? to show his love for the Yidin by Daber, Bamidbar Sinai, the, when it gets to Chumash Bamidbar, what does he say? Because of his love for them, he counts them all the time. So in each three cases, the beginning of the Sefer is about showing his love for the Yidden. In fact, the same could also be, is also true about Bereshis. Which actually talking about the creation of the entire world, not specifically the Yidden. Zok like Rashi, but Rashi immediately says, Ma tam Why does he begin with the with the word Bereshis? As the Kavanah of Fun Shalapsicha is Why does he start with the story that Hashem created the world? Because it tells us that the uh, even though he created the whole world, but it's an order to give the Yidden, because he wants to point out, he's going to give the Yidden at Yisrael, so now that he wants already, right at the introduction of the creation of the world, it's about the Yidden and how they have what they should answer to the Goyim, to make it known that it, he decided who to give at Yisrael to, and so on. Again, about the importance of the Yidden. 
Um wie baal, das hat dem Indien wegen Psyche Sefer Shabbatera. And since about this matter, meaning the opening of a, the start, the beginning of a Sefer, Weismann schön von die Friedrich Svarim. We already know from the earlier Svarim that the fact that uh, Hashem starts with, uh, each Sefer starts with something about the law, his, Hashem's love for the Yidden. So therefore it has to be as the Shailuf and Rashi that Rashi's question why didn't he start with this parsha, the parsha of uh, Korban Pesach is Rashi's question comes after we know that each Sefer starts with something that talks about the importance of the Yidin Hashem's love for the Yidin so he says why didn't we start with Korban Pesach that brings out Hashem's love for the Yidden. And therefore, it would be more fitting. That's why Rashi says, Why didn't he start with this one? This one talks about the love for Yidden, and this one should be at the beginning of the Sefer. What's the, why is that one better than the one that Bamidbar begins with? Vav. Bir Adava to explain it. Chumash ve'yikra is rubik akulit zavuim from the mevishnah v'zayni gezogevar and samoshin la'achera kamas amishkan. Chumash ve'yikra is for the most part the the mitzvahs that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu after they had put up the mishkan. So he, he, he told them at the beginning about the karbonus and then about the dedication of the mishkan and so on. It goes on and things related to what happens in the mishkan. On, so in other words, it's the mitzvahs that Hashem gave after the Mishkan was built. On Chumash Bamidbar, Red Vegn, the Tzavuyim, and the Seder, Amorois, and Anagos B'nei Yisrael Bamidbar. What happens in Bamidbar? It talks about what happened throughout the time that the Yidim were in the Midbar. It tells the story of all the mitzvahs that Hashem gave as the Yidim were traveling through the Midbar. Volt b'meila givem masim. Therefore, would be fitting as the psicha from seipa b'midbar zolzaim mit the meila from iden v'zav makayim givem b'payel tzivi Hashem. So, therefore, it would, it would make sense to say that what should be the beginning of chumish b'midbar, which talks about what the yidden, the the uh, travels of the yidden in the midbar, should be how the yidden actually fulfilled one of those mitzvahs in the midbar. That they made the carbon Pesach. Everything that Hashem had commanded Moshe, that's what they did. That seems like a fitting introduction to telling us what happened when the Yidden traveled through the Midbar. They did the, the carbon Pesach in its perfection, they did it to its perfection. That all the Yidden brought the carbon Pesach, they brought it in the proper time. In Mishkan, in the Mishkan which they had just built, via Stavzain, Tavzain, and they did it as it should be. Ad un ad kedei atfiyah In fact, that it was so done to such perfection that if there was a few people that were tamei, they said, "Why should we be left out?" And they uh, they complained about it and they wanted to be part of it, but they couldn't. So Hashem gave them the mitzvah of Pesach Sheni. It was because they wanted it. So that seems to be uh, talks about the greatness of the Yidden. They were so dedicated. Hashem gave them a mitzvah. They did it per, per, to perfection. Those who couldn't wanted to know why they can't, and therefore they got a second mitzvah. 
So that should be at the beginning of the Sefer. Afopia, the Parsha Shabarisha Sefer is Naninivas Metechi Basam Kanal. And although it's true that the Parsha that's a, that uh, begins by Midbar also talks about the love that Hashem has for the Yidden, that He counts them all the time. So in addition to the fact that the question our Parsha came first so why not start with that one? That one talks about the, the love of Hashem to the Yidden or the importance of the Yidden. So why does he start with an, a later event to talk about the, uh, the love of Hashem to Yidden? So in addition to that Volt Mer Masim Given Sazogn Di Parsha it would make more sense that it should say the story of the Korban Pesach and the love that is brought out from that parsha. Because the the one that was chosen to be given by Midbar, which talks about the reason that Hashem uh, counts them all the time is because He loves them so much. That's not new. We know that already from Parsha Shemais. That's how we, why we started Parsha Shemais. How we started Parsha Shemais with the counting. So it, this is just repeating, reiterating something that we already know from Parsha Shemais. So why begin Parsha Bamidbar with the same kind of point? As Therefore, it would seem that a better beginning for Parsha for Sefer Bamidbar should be the Parsha of Carbon Pesach, which is a new idea. And we can add also in fact if it had been this way meaning that the, the Bamidbar would start with the story of Karben Pesach then there would be also a logical progression of love how it goes up in level in each Sefer Sefer Shemais is the Chibufunid Mitzadatzma. The opening of Parsha Shemais talks about the Yidin, the love, the inherent love that Hashem has to the Yidin. Which is expressed in the fact that He counts them, He counts them because He, he loves them for who they are. The Psichim of Sefer Vayikra, then it goes to the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, is the Chiba, what's the beginning there? The love that Hashem of the Daibish Lahatsi Yidin in Inyan Atsibuyim Mitzvahs talks about the love that Hashem has, which is expressed in all the mitzvahs that He gives them. And that is expressed in the fact that every mitzvah that He gave to the Yidin, He first introduced Himself. He first called out to Moshe as a sign of love, as an expression of love. And as Rashi makes, says it over here, he doesn't, he says, he doesn't say every time Hashem spoke to him, he says every time he spoke to him and every sign that he said something to him and every time he gave a mitzvah, and another point is that it's, the point is that when Hashem speaks to Moshe and calls out to him, don't think it's because he loves Moshe that he's calling out to him, it could be about Moshe, he loves Moshe so he calls out to him, so Rashi says no it's about all the mitzvahs that he's going to give to them and in fact that is brought out even more in Rashi 
Rashi brings the, uh, the contrast when he calls out to the prophets of the Goyim Bilam or whatever over there he doesn't call out to him he appears to him without an introduction that is a derogatory way of showing up Hashem shows up suddenly without preparation he doesn't give him time to prepare that's what it says by Bilam by Yikar he appeared to him he and here it says Vayikra, but that the, the sign of love was to show the contrast between the prophets of the Goyim and the prophet of the Yidden. So it's not about Moshe; it's about the fact that Moshe is the Jewish prophet, the prophet of the Yidden. Over there, it's connected to the Goyim. That's why he doesn't call out. Here he calls out because it's about the Yidden. So in other words, in the uh, second Chumash, it's actually the third, but the second one in which the, the point is being made it's about the love that Hashem has to the Yidin in connection to mitzvahs when the psiche from the Sefer Shul and then the opening of the third uh, of Bamidbar Sefer Bamidbar if it had started with Karben Pesach Voltan given mit dem Eilu Vechibu von Yidin in dem Vasevish to Hadzei Dan angesagt Achre kommt zum Mishkan HaMitzvah Miyachedes there would have been an, uh, it, it goes a, a, a step higher not just the ordinary mitzvahs that he wanted to tell them, that he planned to tell them, but that he gave them a special mitzvah, the mitzvah of Karben Pesach, that one year, which really wasn't supposed to take place until they went into Eretz Yisrael. Here he gave them a special mitzvah. This was a mitzvah that essentially they were not supposed to bring it, they were not obligated to bring it in the Midbar, only when they got to Eretz Yisrael. That in itself brings out the love that Hashem that He gave them a special mitzvah. And then it goes on to say that the Yidin fulfilled the mitzvah. And they brought the carbon in Mishkan. They brought it in the newly built Mishkan. That's another lovely thing, so to speak. And they did it in the perfect way. As the Pasuk says, Everything that Hashem had told Moshe to do, that's what the Yidden did. So all these things bring out that it seems to be progressively better and better, the love that is brought out. That's if it had written the beginning of Bamidra would have been a carbon Pesach. It would make more and more sense to be that way. And even more so, in this story, it expresses, number one, the Mailun Shvachvan Yidden, the quality and the... the, the praise of the Yidden how much they wanted to fulfill the, the command of Hashem as we said before that even those people that were Tomei therefore they were unable to do the Korban Pesach because they were Tomei even they demanded and they complained why should we be left out the little Hashem in order uh, not to be able to bring the Karma Hashem in its proper time, we can't do it. Why should we be left out? That that's how much they wanted to do it properly. And a num- and number two, the the chiba for nidin by So that shows how the yidin loved Hashem and they wanted to do the mitzvah properly, even those who were not, unable to. And then there, it also shows the love that Hashem has for the yidin. That he accepted their their complaint. 
and their request of Lomenigorov, why should we be left out? He gave them the opportunity to be able to make up the, la- the missed carbon Pesach. He gave them a new mitzvah of Pesach Sheni. So it brings out all this love that is happening between Hashem and the Yidin so much in, in this parsha of the story of Karim Pesach. It brings it out to such, in such a beautiful way. So that's why Rashi asks the question, why doesn't he start with this one? This one seems to be the one that he should start Chumash Bamidbar for all of the reasons that we just said. Zion of them and Rashi. So to this, Rashi answers, because it is not complementary to the Yidden. Because all those 40 years they didn't bring only this one time. As Adich Vivas was mezet in the Pasha, that this love that we see in this Pasha, that Sibriya Fakravas Rapesal Bamidbar, the command, the mitzvah, that they should bring a Karm Pesach in the middle of a Betayr Hirasha, as a one time thing. And then the follow-up, which is that they should bring a karman pesach sheni, brings out also a derogatory thing about the yidin. Afop, which is afop, as tola kosev mitzvah zuber biyosam laaretz. Even though the Torah did connect this mitzvah with when you arrive in Eretz Yisrael, is as a benish vi under mitzvahs. It shouldn't be compared to other mitzvahs which are also dependent on coming to Israel. And the other mitzvahs which are connected to arriving in Israel, over there it's because that mitzvah only works, so to speak, in Israel. Like, you know, Truma. Truma is a mitzvah that only pertains to Israel. Why? Because there you will be involved in agriculture. So it's a mitzvah which is connected to things that grow in Eretz Yisrael. In the Midbar there is no such opportunity. And so on with so many of the other mitzvahs which are dependent on only noyig in Eretz Yisrael. So he goes on. the mitzvah Needless to say that a mitzvah like Bikurim on Trumas and Maisris and Trumas and Maisris even Chala which is also a mitzvah which only started when they came to Israel. The mitzvahs, these mitzvahs are connected to the reality of Eretz Yisrael. The Pedas and Tfus from Eden in Eretz Yisrael Dafka. It pertains only to the the produce, the product, the produce of Eretz Yisrael. So those for sure only start in Eretz Yisrael. Even such mitzvahs like that if somebody has a firstborn donkey and you have to exchange it for a lamb and so on, which is not, doesn't really pertain to the land itself because animals are not growing from the land or anything like that. And yet, according to one opinion that Rashi brings, the mitzvah of Petach is still only when they come to Eretz Yisrael. But, so even that is the Chiyuv Nor B'Vyasim La'aretz. So it only started in when they came to Eretz Yisrael. So there are certain mitzvahs, which many mitzvahs, most of them are connected to the land itself, what grows from the land. And even certain mitzvahs, like Petach Amir, which, according to one opinion, which 
only began. It never happened before they got to Yisrael. It was only meant to start once they got to Yisrael. But when we talk about Akrovas Korban Pesach, when we talk about the Korban Pesach, is Shayech Oich Midbar. That's something that is could happen in the Midbar. Siznor it's something that could happen in the Midbar in fact it did happen in the Midbar once and it happened in the, in the Mitzrayim once so it's just that in the end in fact Hashem said okay it'll start when you get to Yisrael but it could happen in the Midbar it did happen in the Midbar in the Pasha, we see even more in this Pasha, that because of the request of just a few of the Yidin, it wasn't the entire nation, a few people that were Tomei, and they said, why should we be left out? Because the Yidin asked and not only, not the Yidin, but a small group of Yidin asked, why should we be left out? Hashem gave them the opportunity that they could bring the carbon, even though originally He hadn't given such a mitzvah, such a time on Pesach Sheini. Then his own Kenemakers and the carbon Pesach, that they should be able to be able to, to bring the carbon Pesach. Azar was by kein andere mitzvah, it's something that we don't find in any other mitzvah, that a mitzvah should be requested and then given and made into a mitzvah or the carbon or by any other carbon was mezokt as bachlal or by yom especially by a carbon we say that once the time has for the carbon has passed it's over it doesn't happen the time passed for the carbon to be brought that that mitzvah is lost it no longer exists here even though that's normally the rule for a carbon, Hashem did give them another opportunity to be able to bring the carbon. Why? Because they requested it. Very so the question has to be asked. by and even a child could understand this question. as the of midbar. How is it that for thirty nine years the Yidden were in the midbar? Why didn't they ask? Why are we not doing a carbon Pesach? Why are we waiting till we get that soul? We should do it now. Why shouldn't we do it now? As the Vilmakas and the carbon Lashem, that they want to bring this carbon, the carbon Pesach, especially the carbon Pesach, the carbon was hot, say, get out of it from Mitzrayim, especially that it had, it should have been so dear to them. This is the carbon that saved them from Makas Bechayrus in Mitzrayim. This is the carbon that brought the Geula, the redemption from Mitzrayim. So how, how is it that they just decided that it was okay to wait 39 years to bring it again? Why didn't they ask? Just like those few people asked for the carbon, for the, in regards to the carbon Pesach, for Pesach Sheni. They could have also said, why do we have to wait till Eretz Yisrael? Let's do it now. And this should be a kalvachaymer. How much more so? If, when only a few of the yidden said, why should we be left out? Hashem gave them the opportunity to bring the korban. Certainly, when all the yidden would have asked, 
face this the carbon is nid gleich to shar mitzvah and they would have they would have understood that the carbon pesach should not be compared to trumas and meisus of bekurim which can only begin when it uh, when they get to Yisrael because we know already that we were able to do it once in the midbar which means it could be done again in the midbar. So why didn't they ask if they would have asked and demanded if they would have said if we were able to do it the second year why can't we do it the third and the fourth year and so on. They would have they would have been able to do it. If Hashem acquiesced to a request from a few people that were Tomei, how much more so that he would acquiesce to the request of the entire nation? And it was a reasonable request because why not? Undos is Ginusam Yisrael, and that's the uh, what's uncomplimentary about the story for the Yidden. All the 40 years that the Yidden traveled in the Midbar, they never, they brought only that one time. They never asked to be able to bring it again. If the Yidden would have asked, why should we be left out? Why shouldn't we be able to bring the carbon Pesach? They would have been able to convince Hashem that we should be able to bring the carbon all those 40 years as well. And that's the problem. And that's why Rashi says that it's Gnusam Yisrael. But according to this, the question could be asked. How is it? You can understand, all right, all the other Yidin, but Moshe and Aaron and other leaders like that, why didn't they ask? Moshe Rabbeinu knew. Aaron knew they should have asked. Why didn't they ask? Why didn't Moshe and Aaron ask? Is the beer bezeb So to explain this, this is more from Al Pichsidus. The Jewish leaders, for the first and foremost, their role and their mission in life is to take care of the needs of the Yidin. In fact, that we find by Moshe Rabbeinu's that he actually he risked his life for the Yidin. Not only that he was willing to die for it, but also that his soul, he was willing to give up his spiritual status, his spiritual, what was important to him spiritually. How so? He said, if you don't forgive the Yidden, wipe me out of the Torah. In other words, not just he would die, but that his whole, the memory of Moshe Rabbeinu would be wiped out. That's his spiritual power. That's his spiritual uh, strength. He was willing to give that up as well. For what? To defend and save the Yidden. So from this we can understand in regards to our case, this non-complementary idea which is brought out by this parsha that they didn't ask for the carbon Pesach is nisht gosha. We don't. It's not emphasized in any way. It's just you know when you look into the story and you say, well, why didn't they ask for that? But the Torah doesn't make, doesn't emphasize it. 
because we don't find that a carbon Pesach can be brought about the Pesach Sheni yes but not that you could ask for a carbon Pesach and Hashem will say yes not a hashlama to the carbon Akrava the only thing that we find is that if somebody missed the carbon Pesach when they were supposed to bring it then they could make it up the people, every Yid was supposed to bring the Korban Pesach, so those who weren't able to bring it were able to ask Hashem, and He said, okay, you can bring it at a later date. But not that the very mitzvah of Korban Pesach they could ask for and, get, and be granted that request. We don't find that. We, when you think about it, the question comes up, but it's not emphasized so much in the Torah. However, when Moshe and Aaron wollten gebeten im Eivishen, as is all not in the Korban Pesach, but if Moshe and Aaron would have asked, why don't you let us be Makar the Korban Pesach, und wollten das gepelt, and they would have got their way, because that's the assumption. If Hashem, if you ask, you'll get it. Aber filu far alin, they would have accomplished it not only for themselves that they should be able to bring the carbon Pesach, but they would have accomplished it that all the Yidin should be able to bring the carbon Pesach. What would that do? That would have emphasized, that would have put the spotlight on the fact that the Yidin didn't ask. Why didn't the Yidin ask? Why did it take Moshe and Aaron to ask? That brings, that puts it into the spotlight. That brings out the shame of the Yidden, nor, nor in a greater and but in a bigger way. Moshe Rabbeinu did think of it. The Yidden didn't think of it. Because it would made the point that, you know, if you just would have asked, he would have done it for you. Still the Yidden didn't ask. So that would have brought the whole thing into to the attention of all that would have made it put a spot, spotlight on it that's why Moshe and Aaron who were faithful shepherds to the Yidden their first concern is the well-being of the Yidden in order not to shine a light on this shameful uh, event they were willing to give up they will also miss the carbon Pesach for the next 40 years of course they were never told that they have to bring the carbon Pesach but they could have accomplished it so they were willing to give it up so bringing a carbon Pesach in order to, uh, that they would have given up this opportunity to bring the carbon Pesach because if they would have asked they would have gotten it why did they not ask for it? Because they did not want to embarrass the Yidin. They didn't want to shine the light on the fact that the Yidin did not ask for it, and they could have, and they would have gotten it. So that's why Moshe and Aaron also withheld from asking. Their first concern is not to embarrass the Yidin. Tess. Based on this, we can explain now the the wine of Torah. In other words, what's hidden within the Rashi. Why it is that that 
why do we learn this idea that there is no order to the mukta, to what's uh, to the chronological order in the Torah? We learn it dafke from this parsha. Why is it over here that we learn it? The from as we explained before, that this is what we learn from this parsha, the order that even when the Torah makes a point of the order, it's still not. <clears throat> it's still not important that it actually follows the chronological order. The reason that is brought from here, the chiyuv from Pesach Sheni, this mitzvah of the Pesach Sheni of Adas is the chiddush from the Pasha, which is of course the mo- the main novel idea which is brought in this Pasha, that there's now a new mitzvah of Pesach Sheni, is in Yon and Nishvi the Oif Nachiyuv from Pesach Rishon. The Pesach Sheni is not similar to the Pesach Rishon the Bechlal and their mitzvahs and to other mitzvahs as well mitzvahs as they are given all other mitzvahs in the Pesach the, first, the regular, regular Pesach they have a certain order the Eivish has set up a certain system in which Torah is meant to be carried out and you're supposed to follow that plan that order. Now, thus is so Pesach Rishon is follows that order, but Pesach Sheni is different. Nor does is an anayfim from Shleil Piseida. The whole Pesach Sheni is out of order. It's not meant to be brought on Yudalad Ir. It's meant to be brought on Yudalad Nisan. But Divas have Nish Makru given the Pesach Bismani. This is on Mitzvah only for those people that were that were out of order and did not bring the carbon in its proper time. When Oyech the Uftu from the Mitzvah is Gezagi Varun Se'idin and Oyech the Oifen also the way in which this Mitzvah was told to the Yidin is given Shleya Pusad it was also in a non-orderly way from under a Mitzvah Vitzvoyim different than all the other Mitzvahs was the Eivish Da'odzei Mitzvah Gevan Lachatchila all other Mitzvahs Hashem took the initiative and He's the one that decided what the Mitzvah should be and He gave the Mitzvah but this was different. Not else enfer here. He gave it as an answer, response to the tainu of to the request of the yidden hatmeim nefesh adam, which yidden yidden who are tame. In other words, compromised yidden. And they said, Lamanigara, why should we lose out? What does that mean in avedus Hashem? Is <coughs> does the inyan fun avedus But this represents the avedus of tshuva. Tshuva is not for the person that serves Hashem faithfully in the regular way according to the order that Hashem set up. As the Pasuk says, Hashem made the person as a straightforward person. That's what it's meant to be. But this, Tshuva is different. Not any of us is Tshuva is for somebody that failed. He sinned and he, uh, he compromised his path of Torah and That's also the meaning of somebody that's Tomei. As was said before, that Tomei is not just a physical reality, but it's also where is the person? How does he allow himself to become Tomei? Why is he exposed to things which are Tomei? It talks about his spiritual status. And this is what Rashi is telling us in the Mipnei Shignusam Shoy Yisrael. When he says that this is because of the shame of the Yidin, that all the 40 years that they were in the middle, they only, they only brought this one carbon Pesach. 
as oichti akrobe b'meshu the gansar boim shana that this carbon peso that should have been brought all forty years had gedav kumen in a eifim for shleil be seder that also could have come had would have had to come not in the normal order al derech vidayv shtadze ongezot makiv zaynim carbon pesach b'shana shenis. So this was also supposed to come um, not in the order as for instance, as sim- similar to the carbon Pesach in the second year which is not the normal order of the mitzvah because in the mitzvah they were not supposed to really bring it it was a special event which was not the normal order so the, carb- the, uh, the fact that they should bring it the other 40 years should have also been in that same out of order fashion. The main thing is that yes, it's out of order. They should have asked for it. They should have pleaded for it. They should have requested that Hashem should make a special out of order allowance. In other words, based on their request, similar to tshuva, which is not, uh, you know, not the normal order, but it's based on a person's having gone off and then asking for for forgiveness and so on. The time of them is, the reason is, during all the years that the Yidin were in the Midbar, this was a time when they were after the sin of the Chet Midbar, which And it's for this reason that they were in the Midbar, because of the sins that they committed, the Chet of the Meraglim and so on. And not like this situation that they were in when they brought the carbon Pesach in Mitzrayim. Then they were pure as the driven snow. They were just born as a nation. They had no sins yet. So that carbon was as they were before they committed a sin. Whereas the carbon Pesach Sheni was already after the Chet and so on. Therefore, because they were ready after the sin, then they what was required, what was demanded of the Yidden is that they should live in a in a way that's beyond Seder, out of Seder. Seder has been lost because they committed a sin already. So therefore, if they should have lived in a way beyond say the Bashaita in one moment, ain't say the means normal Aveda means you have to go step by step, in an orderly fashion. You do one you reach one level, you grow from that level to the next level, but you can't grow ten levels at a time. Chuva allows you to go in one moment you transform yourself from the lowest level to the highest level. So they were also required at that time to be in this beyond Seder mode but they didn't they didn't request it they didn't do it they didn't rise to the occasion of getting beyond the Seder so based on this it comes out that in our Pasha we learn about the great accomplishment which they did accomplish to, that because of their request they got Pesach Sheini since the Torah is eternal, and it's a lesson which is eternal also, which means it has a lesson for us today, is moving, so it's understood that those, so it's understood and obvious. 
that this kind of um Negara request is something that pertains to us in any, any time and any place. Mefrat and Nitzig is not especially in our time. In a similar way, we can also understand in regards to when a yid davens and requests of Hashem in in, in every way. This is true for any tefillah that a yid is able to get Hashem to agree, especially those that most deepest request that every yid has as Ozayin. But it says that it should happen already because all the time, all the end times have already passed. That it should be the golem, the request that every yid has from the depth of his heart that it should be the golem, in the words of the Shemineser, that yidin daven three times a day of the weekdays. And more so on the Yom Tovim, we say over there. And no, sorry. In in the weekdays, we say the bracha Samach David Avdocha Meheiras Hatzmiach, the the bracha that we say only on weekdays that Hashem should allow the sprout of David to quickly spra- uh, spring forth. When in them Chaysim from all Tfilas, in fact, in the the conclusion of all Tfilas, Aich and Shabbos and Yom not only in weekdays but also Shabbos and Yom is. That's how we conclude the entire Shemineser that Hashem should rebuild the Beis quickly. That it should happen in its most simple sense. That we have the ability to accomplish this that Hashem should listen to our prayer.